All right, we locked in. Welcome to the Stay Locked In podcast. My name is Griffin Wright. I'm here with Jackie T, Sam Gorey, and DJ Covington. How are my guys doing? We doing good, or at least I'm doing good. I don't know about the guys, but <laughs> I'm doing good. Leave for school tomorrow. Uh, it, you know, it. ready to get some six a.m. lifts in, some runs in. Uh, you know, get back in into spring football and and starting classes. So I'm excited. Yeah, man, it's it's a good day. It's a good day. You know, the Cowboys lose. It's always a national holiday, um, especially the way they lose. So it's always fun. But now the week's been pretty good. Getting back into the routine and things and everything. So. Certainly, yeah. I love it. Been on my third week of classes, you know, second week back practicing. Rugby! <laughs> so, um, back on that rugby shit, you know, a little tired. Just got Here. finished beating the shit out of each other in the mud <laughs> for two hours in the cold. What, what better um, sport? What better sport? Yeah, anyway. I, I a lot, but. How you doing, bro? Oh, hey, thanks, guys. I'm doing great, man. I got an intramural basketball game at 10 today, ready to fuck some shit up. You know what I'm saying? Ready drop to drop 40? 60. Um, All right, well. I'll keep it down. And next week, I'll tell y'all. I'll tell y'all. My whole point is averaging about 30 points a game, you know, 20 assists, kind of slight deal, but whatever. Who y'all it's all playing? T414. They got nice, bro. They I heard it. I heard that one dude on that team. Hey, he nice, bro. He nice. He is tough. He's very tough, but he's not my problem because I'm not guarding him. But anyways, first podcast. Let's get started. Let's get right to it. Um, so I, I think we want to do the uh NBA uh portal. Uh Sam Gorey. Get the juices flowing. Here we are. So for those of you that haven't seen this before, it is the New York Times Wordle with NBA players. So, boys, so, I think we should maybe start off with maybe a forward or something. Obi Top about thirty. Obi Top. All right, <laughs> all right. Hey, there's the goat back there. You can see him. Jesus, hey, it's, forward. it's a forward. He's, He's a forward. Twenty-four. Forward in the West. In the West. All right. Um, MPJ. Oh no, he's short in a six-nine. Never mind. Did we like, Huh? No, nah, no, nah, MPJs, MPJs. I should have someone with the number one. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, guys, start off hot, man. Um, let's do uh, let's do a uh, like, let's just do like a. Bro, the forwards in the NBA are not not too. Good um, lately. Yeah, right. I feel like I feel like we could just do like. I feel like we could just pick a player. From any team, they don't really, it don't really need to be the height just to get the Fuck the bro. division and comfort. Uh, I knew it. You knew. See, wow. see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well done. Well done. Ooh, LeBron's six nine. He's like yeah. six seven. He's listed at six nine or six eight. I don't know. It changes, bro. I have two Ooh, guesses over six. All right, DJ, be careful with these guesses. Wiggins, damn it. <laughs> either Andrew Wiggins or Mikael Bridges. I like or no, it could be a Thunder player. It could be Paul George. Did you look at it the could be Paul George? Paul George is six nine though. Is he? He's no, he's shorter than that. He's sure? younger than thirty eight. I'd say okay, Andrew. So, Wiggins. A wig? It could be a wig. Yeah. So try to a a wig. Try say wigs. Right. He's okay, bring yeah. He's... Back, bring back his uh, signature shoe. By the way, I had that shoe back in the day. Okay. Oh, bro. Uh-huh. Yay! Hey! Look at that, baby. That Good was shit, Sam. That well was done. impressive. Well Honestly, I, I thought it would have been three, DJ. He fucked it up. <laughs> hey. I gave you an idea. 
Sorry. Yeah, he did give you an idea. Anyway, deepest bag in the NBA. Anyways, um, no, that would be Cam Reddish, but you know, stop it. Stop All right, well, that's, this is for another day. This is for another day. Just these Knicks fans can't, can't take them anywhere. Uh, but anyways, let's not talk about the NBA quite yet. Let's talk about the NFL. We had a great uh games uh this this weekend we had the um good game. Yeah, maybe not for giants fans over here my my boy jackie t i'm sorry we can we can get into the but let's talk about first and foremost the G- chiefs and jaguars uh jackie you first share like just your opinions about the game yeah so i thought the chiefs played a pretty good game um obviously they came out with a win um i think the biggest story comes down to patrick mahomes ankle yep Yep. Uh, and and they said it was a high ankle sprain, which, for those of you who don't know, that's not easy to come back from. Most people are out like a few weeks with that. Um, and you know, so he played a pretty gutsy performance. I thought it said a lot that Chad Henney came yep. in, drove him like ninety one yards, and and scored a touchdown. So, uh, Jacksonville, <laughs> as far as Jacksonville's concerned, um, you know, the defensive line didn't get a lot of pressure. Uh, especially even with uh, Mahomes being kind of limited towards the end of the game, not being able to move, they didn't really do too much. And that was kind of the forefront of what I thought Jacksonville needed to do to win that game. Trayvon Walker was kind of shut down by, you know, the tackles. And, um, I mean, it was, a, it was a good game. I mean, like, I don't know what else there is to say just well, because the Chiefs had that game in control, even though, yeah, uh, you know, it was a one-score game at the end of the day. I did want to ask Sam, how was uh seeing Chad again? I know you have some great mm, memories of Chad. Great memories. Fourth um, and one, baby. Fourth and one. Um, or we could talk about that third and what, 12, third, third and 13, and he ran it for 12 yards. It's a lot so, of things we can talk about. <laughs> he he so, called game, literally. So, yeah. Sam, did we have we have good memories? What, what, what was you thinking? Well, being a lifelong Browns fan, you know, Chad Henney's always <laughs> – it's a tough, tough thing to think about. But at the end of the day, a dog is a dog, no matter if he's a starter or a backup. And dogs make big, big dog plays. So, you know, he got the job done. And I want to say one more thing about the Chiefs real quick. Go ahead. Something that was impressive that they're going to need to do to win a Super Bowl, which I have them winning the Super Bowl, is run the ball. And they ran the ball really well. Isaiah Pacheco had a really a, a breakout yes. game. Yes. Um, you know, there's times where he's running the ball and you look away and you see number 10 and you're like, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, he was he was running with force and that interior of the offensive line of the Chiefs is really, really good. Um, so I, I think, you know, them being multifaceted, being able to run the ball and then having Mahomes be Mahomes, um, is it's it's really hard formula to stop. I did want to say something about Travis Kelsey. Um, about how just yeah. how un have you, I've never. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm 19 years old and haven't seen a better tight end than Travis. And and I could Brock. probably, I don't. That's an argument you can have. But like Travis Kelsey, that game just shows you how important a good tight end is to to a team. Um, I mean. He's a dog, and that's what I was gonna ask DJ. How, how like, of course, specifically Travis Kelsey, but also, you know, like I asked the other guys, like, what did you see, um, uh, through Travis Kelsey in the Chiefs' offense, even with, you know, Chad Henney in the game, how Travis Kelsey still dominated. Mm. Um, I mean, dude had like what fourteen catches, like yeah, fifteen yeah. catches, twenty targets. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> catches, right? I don't think 
I don't know when the last time we've really heard of a 15 catch game, especially yeah, in man. this magnitude. Uh huh. Because I think at some point, I kind of felt like Jacksonville could have kind of closed the gap and made it more of an interesting game. But no, that dude is just, he's always open. Always. Yeah. And it's yep. so funny because I was looking, I was watching like the highlights of the game. It's also, you gotta give a lot of credit to Andy Reid because. Mm. Way his plays are designed, it just makes defenders choose. Like, okay, I know like Travis Kelsey's the guy, but wait, yeah. you see McKinnon, who scores a lot of passing touchdowns, like run, run the flat, and then boom, as soon as you get off, wide open. Like it's just yeah. so easy yeah. for that team. But I think Jack pointed out a good point that you know, since especially with the Mahomes injury, if they can run the ball effectively. It kind of takes a lot more pressure off Mahomes. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Um, I know, obviously, it's hard to uh, not talk about the Chiefs and how dominant they are. But like, give credit to Jacksonville. Honestly, I mean, I think one of the I think it was something greatest comeback, one of the greatest comebacks against the Chargers yeah. the round before, mm-hmm. down to 27. Trevor Lawrence has showed that he can be that guy, and we always knew that he could be that guy. But like, really, I think, and especially last right, game. Oh. He um yeah honestly and, and and I think Jack Jacksonville can have something hopeful um and like like the next game we're about to talk about the Giants about being hopeful for their future and you know unfortunately Jack let's let's get into that the, the Eagles and the Giants wasn't such a um close game <laughs> I think the Giants versus Eagles game was a bit of the uh, David versus Goliath you know division yep. division yep. rivalry fairy tale except David. Broke his leg and then got concussed and then <laughs> very quickly because that, that was a very one-sided game, you know. It, it, Not it a was, lot of upside for the Giants, but as a season, they weren't supposed to get that far. They weren't supposed they to, weren't. you know, make no. the divisional round. So, big you up. Um, I think Daniel Jones proved that he's bought at least a couple, maybe one or two more years in New York. And we'll somebody can contract. build off that. So, yeah, he yeah. did. He did. I think um, we we have a lot to look forward to as Giants fans. Um, It's going to be a big year of spending. We have like fifty million in cap space, and if we can get off of uh, Leonard Williams' contract and Kenny Galladay's contract, you know, we could get up to like seventy-two million. It's going to be about getting Daniel Jones on the right contract and uh, hopefully not overpaying Saquon, Um, and then. Maybe going going spending in free agency and using our draft picks well. We have like nine draft picks. Yep. Maybe yep. trading up, getting a receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, please. <laughs> um but yeah, so obviously the Eagles, I think, have the best roster in football. I don't they they can win in so many ways. They can they get up into big leads and they can run the ball. Um and even with Jalen Hurts not being fully a hundred percent, you know, he still broke off some big runs and they're just they're just so hard to stop. You can't stop the you can't like like the Giants bracketed Justin Jefferson all game, uh you know versus the Vikings. But you can't do that to AJ Brown because Devontae Smith is there and Dallas Goddard's there, mm-hmm. and it's just it's there's just nothing we can do. We don't have the defense to stop them at that point, and the offense does not have enough firepower. And and again, that's a that's a, a lockdown defense. They're going to be really hard to beat. They're going to be really hard to beat. 
that's, and that's what I was going to ask. I mean, obviously you just said that how much weapons they have. I mean, Jalen Smith is like I said about Trevor Little, but like Jalen Smith or Jalen Smith, uh, Jalen Hurts is that guy. Like yeah. there you go, that buddy. that guy. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jalen Smith is tough too, though. Jalen Smith, hey, that's a church play. He next up, bro. He next up, bro. But no, you're right though. Jalen Hurts is just his demeanor. It is like everything's about business, business, business. It's like when you look at him as like a leader, it's like it's hard for you not to believe in that. Like, dude is just straight stone cold. Like, it's just business with him. Speaking about belief too, like once you believe, like. I think the mental aspect doesn't get talked about enough in football and some other like other sports where if you like really believe like, yeah, we're going to win this and we are the better team. And like that bleeding kind of leads over to like, I feel like the giants, the giants aren't so bad that they should lose like what 38, seven. But I think it's just the mental thing where like, once you are, um, kind of into the point where you don't think you're going to win and the other team is just there. So, like, dead set, it, it just kind of breaks you. Like, it breaks your character. And they've been doing that a lot this season. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't think they necessarily gave up. It's a Brian Dayball-led, um, you know, group. And, and that group has fought all year to be where they are. So, I, I don't think they – I mean, maybe they got broken, yeah, because it was 21 nothing. I think it was, like, 28 nothing. Uh, at one point and you know there's not much you can do at that point but uh I, it was it was just really there was the rosters just there's nothing we could have done to win that game to be completely honest maybe the only thing like Washington beat them earlier in the year and they had like 65 percent of time possession which is unheard of in the NFL and like you know maybe if we ran the ball like super effectively maybe we could have done something but you know, that defense has, like, studs all over the place. They have two lockdown corners in Darius Slay and pro bowler uh, James Bradbury that was on the Giants last year. Um, it's just – and we Bad. don't have the receivers to keep up with them. Um, so, it was it was a rough one, but we have a lot to look forward to, and I'm excited. And as far as the Eagles go, I don't know if you all want to talk more about the Eagles. They are the clear favorites. Um, even though I still have San Francisco and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, uh, my my take at the start of the year was that I don't know if it's going to hold true because the Eagles are some they're something to mess with. Uh, yeah, so I, I want to talk. Yeah, about them. yeah. I was gonna, I was just gonna say, like, obviously, you know, as a Commanders fan, we'll take that win. We're the only team to really beat the Eagles, if you want, because you know, hurts what was hurt <laughs> the the two games they lost. Um. And like you said, the time of possession is crazy. And and I was just gonna, I was gonna, you know, kind of factor in to our next um, subject, which is the Sunday games, which obviously was a lot better than the <laughs> the Saturday games. We st- and I was, I will ask this question: um, the Niners and the Eagles, they maybe can be argument two best teams in the NFL right now. We can make that argument two most at least offensive heavy powerhouses. I mean. Defensive heavy, also it's just all around great guys, great, Best great talent. Uh, <laughs> Brock down. Purdy, Brock <laughs> Purdy's a, maybe maybe that could be an argument later for Sam Gorey, but not not really. It's but, not gonna work out very well. You lose not, a lot of credibility. Yeah, yeah that's not gonna work out. That well. argument. Yeah, let's off, not. Uh, only off record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. He has the he has the best record. I'll give you that. But maybe it helps with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, whatever all you know, doesn't matter. Pretty good team. Pretty Anyways. Good team. Good uh but let's start with the first game, which I think honestly was uh, I see the the DeMar Hamlin was a big uh storyline, of course. But then obviously uh the Bengals coming in there, I think we can say dominating the Bills um 100%. from start to finish. And in the conditions that they were in, I mean, you know, Cincinnati, I won't say is is the warmest city, but they they don't ever face snow like that. And I think the Bills can say that they are used to to, to the snow. And who is calling yeah, you, DJ? It's a hundred percent DJ. DJ, is it your dad? No. Right. If it's not your dad, anyways, God damn it, DJ. Shout out Spelman right. University. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> got the hose coming. Uh, anyway, anyway, before I was interrupted by DJ's hose, uh, let's talk about let's talk about that game. Um, I want to say first off, Joe Joe Burrow. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to Jackie T. He told me before Joe Burrow is a top three quarterback. I, top, two. I, top two. Okay, well, all right, <laughs> he's a top three quarterback. Yeah. He's he's yeah, a top three right. quarterback, and and and. He showed that uh, the dude is is goaded and coming after. Also, we mentioned I know he had a torn ACL a couple of years ago, but even you know, many quarterbacks have season or career has ended because of a torn ACL, and he come back even better and put on a show at Buffalo in front of the, one of the probably craziest fan bases, place the craziest place to play, and the Bills are are not a are a really good team, a really good team, and Joe Burrow find a way to. Bring the their Cincinnati Bengals back to the AFC Championship, um, and I, I and I think they're out for revenge. I'm honestly I I think they can beat the Chiefs, and I think well, they, they are the Chiefs' kryptonite. I think Patty exactly. And I, and four against Joe, and I think and I think they, I think they beat I think they beat the Chiefs. That's my I, I really do think the Bengals have a really good shot of going to the Super Bowl. Very possible. Um, and I was going to ask you guys how y'all thought about that game as well. I thought. Um, first off, it's unfortunate for the Bills that they were hurt. Um, and you know, they needed a guy like Von Miller to play. Uh, I think they found that out. They they gave him a big contract for a reason. They found that yeah. out last year. Their defensive line cannot hang with, you know, some of these offensive lines and in, in, in the AFC, but it's not like the Bengals offensive line is crazy or anything. They just had some dudes like it was weird watching that game. You just felt like they were on a different level. Like they were like playing a different speed. Like they were playing on rookie mode and Buffalo was playing on all Madden. Like they were just, they came out and they were ready for that game. And as far as the offense goes for the Bengals, they're probably the best offense in the league. Um, they have so many weapons. They have a one, a one B guy and T Higgins and uh, Jamar chase. They were running the ball really well. Joe Burrow is unreal i i predicted mvp before this season he's not going to get that but he got better he got even better from last yep, year 100 like way better from last year and um all credit to the Bengals. I, again though i think with the bills it's just it's hard they had some injuries and um i, I feel like their window is closing i hate to say it i really do feel like their window is closing when you give a, a quarterback a big contract and you know, you they got a lot of on you know, guys that are going into free agency. It's just, it's just hard for them to to 
be the team that I think all Bills fans want them to be in and in a really stacked AFC. So I don't know. I don't know what y'all thoughts are on about that. You guys there? I mean, I just think the Bengals were the better team. Uh, in all honesty, I think they're better than the Bills, and they kind of just proved why. You know, Josh Allen, I think when he's, like, fully on, he's absolute dynamite. But, like, sometimes he throws maybe one too many picks or miss overthrows a throw here and there. I think he's a bit um, less consistent than Burrow. So, at the end of the day, don't don't bet against Joe Burrow in the playoffs. Joey Burr now. Yep. Joe Burr, baby. And to add to that point, um, I think Josh Allen, like – the problem with him is if you – I don't know if y'all watched the first game of the season uh, with, with the Bills versus the Rams, and he was getting the ball out in, like, two and a half seconds and just on money, like, all day long, like, quick game, um, and he, he was super accurate. He looked like this guy is going to be the MVP. Like, this dude is on a whole nother level. And for some reason, like, ever since then, he kind of got out of that. He's trying to create out of um, like out of the pocket too much. He's not staying in there and delivering. And I know it's like the Diggs and Allen show, and they don't really have too many supporting casts. They don't have a great run game. Gabe Davis is all right. Um, you know, they don't have a great slot. I, I think I have like Isaiah McKenzie. Like they don't have a lot of weapons, but he just he needs to. I, I think this next season you're gonna see him kind of dial it up more switch some philosophy, try to stick to the run game, get the ball out quicker and quick game, and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of turn down those turnovers a little bit because that, that loses you games, especially in the playoffs. I kind of want to uh, harp on after the game. Um, Again, like, I, I really do like the Bills. Um, I, I Obviously, Stefan Diggs has my heart as a Maryland fan. I, I love Stefan. Um, and I don't know if you guys have heard about the the story coming out of Buffalo was he left before or tried to leave before everybody. Um, and I, I, I running, uh, one of the running backs came, uh, got him, brought him back to the locker room and, and, you know, departed at whatever I was going to say, like, is it the end coming to the end for Stefan Diggs or, or coming to the end for Josh Allen at Buffalo? Obviously if they stay, Buffalo's a favorite, but seeing the attitude because Stefan, especially with the Demar Hamlin, was such a leader in, in as a Bills, and then seeing your leader walk out on you, it's like how much does that impact maybe a GM or, or the fan base or even Stefan? Like how much do you guys think? I'll probably go for DJ. What do you think? Do you think Stefan Diggs has a future in Buffalo? How long do you think it is? Or uh, what's your thoughts? Um, I think I give it one more year. I think I give it one more year. If they don't do anything significant, meaning they don't go to the Super Bowl next year, I think it's you're going to see some more moves. And the reason why I say not this year but next year is because there were more injuries on the defensive side of the ball than offensively. You know, you miss Mon Miller. They missed their, like, Micah High was their like starting safety. safety. DeMar Hamlin. Like, DeMar Hamlin was your second safety. You already know what happened to him. Yeah. So like you were you're you're you were missing like your defensive like guys. So I think I give them one more year. You know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they made a move for running back. Then you know, honestly, just kind of 
if Dallas makes speak well, even though we're gonna talk about Dallas, if Dallas lets Pollard walk, they should pick uh Tony Pollard up. I have this this uh have the money for it. There's a lot of good running backs that are free agents this year, so they should really try to pick at least one of them up. Like Kareem Hunt will probably be available because Eh. Brown's cap space is eating up and he's getting up there and they're probably going to go in on Nick Chubb. Jamal Williams will be available. David Montgomery. A lot of guys will be. So they got to try to pick at least one of them up. They're probably going to have to – they're going to let Devin Singletary walk. He's a free agent. So they're going to have to – Make a move. Probably th- that Von Miller contract. I understand, like that's what they needed, but they gave him like three years, eighteen million dollars. That that <laughs> hurts. That hurts. And he's an old Von Miller. Not that he's not great, but that really hurts your team and like what they can do. Um, I I think they're gonna have to honestly hit in the draft. I know they just drafted James Cook, and he's been okay. He had like some turnover issues in the beginning of the year, but. I don't know. I think it's a, a philosophy change yeah, for the Bills. Sure. I think it really is a philosophy change because they're going to have to make the most of the roster they have because they're pretty tied down to the roster. Because once you pay a quarterback $40 million and, you know, you, you kind of have to just stick with that roster and, and hope you can make the most out of it. And like I said, they're going to have to embrace the quick game, embrace the run game, and hopefully yeah. that can help them. And hopefully they could draft some gems. You know, that could always happen. I I am. I'm going to agree with Jack, obviously. Last point about the Bengals. And I've been thinking, I, I kind of was sitting on this, but now kind of just because if they win Sunday, I'll probably, I'll probably look better on me. But if they play their cards right, they'll probably win Sunday. No, I'm talking like future. Like if they play their cards right, you could see them not like the Patriots, but Patriot. Ask me, I know Joe, Joe, uh, Joey Burr is low key. Like, they'll be in the Super Bowl, like, they'll be in, they'll go to the Super Bowl a couple times because I think the window is closing for the Bills. I don't think the window is closing for the Chiefs as long as you have Pat, you know, Joe Burrow still has another year of his rookie deal left. And you know, the last like 10 Super Bowl winners were all rookie deal guys. So, quarterback. If they play the cards right, he might. He you know, if they want to keep all their weapons, he might have to take a pay pay cut. But I don't think he'll have any problem doing that. I don't. I, I that's 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 hard to. It mean, is. I think, but but um, they, they keep their they guys. Have that roster though, they, they do. They do. Joe Mixon, I, I underrated. I mean, obviously, I I think like people oh give him the credit, but I I really do think he's really underrated. Yeah, as I said, he went crazy last year, and this year, honestly, like. He's low key gone unnoticed. I feel like just because of the the great wide receiver they core in it, uh, that Joe Burrow has, and you know T Higgins and Jamar Chase, and um, it, like he goes on unseen. But Mixon is one of the probably better running backs in, in the league. You could you could, you could yeah, say having having a guy that can really be a three down back and can get you short yardage, can you know get good bursts, and can also catch the ball. Like that's huge. And then they have Samaj J. Piran, who's not too shabby himself. No, he's not. I mean, he he, you know. So, um, they're 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 really, they're really good. They're gonna team. be good. They're gonna be good. Um, Very long time. I, AFC uh, AFC football fans like myself, you know, 
It's gonna be a, a rough decade. We're not going goals. anywhere. We're gonna. They're all yeah. young. <laughs> yeah, we all we all have really uh shitty divisions to be fair. Yeah, we do because the Eagles are Eagles are gonna pick in the top ten because they have the Saints pick. Uh, Jesus Christ, know, bro, Bengals that is ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's gonna be a rough couple couple of years for us, but I'm excited. Very excited to watch Joe. Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts play, but um, let's get into the final game of the weekend. Um, obviously, I think collectively we do not like the Cowboys. Think we I think we were a little happy to see the the Cowgirls lose that game. Um, great team, great play calling. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna add. Obviously, the Niners are. I feel like are also kind of left out of that powerhouse conversation. I mean. Their defense is ridiculous. Brock Purdy, like obviously, Mister Irrelevant, um, is he as good as everyone says? Who knows? I think no matter what quarterback you put in there, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon uh, Ayuk, and then I mean Trent I Williams, Kyle Shanahan, call your plays. Jackie T will take them to the Super Bowl. I do <laughs> Let's think. Let's not go that far, I, but <laughs> I think I believe in you, bro. You I, I really I appreciate it. <laughs> Probably faster than him. I think the Vanilla Vic show. <laughs> uh, bro, Brock's a sneaky athlete. Show him. Good locker room <laughs> guy. Okay. Um, but honestly, I wanted to, before we talk about that game, I want to talk about how good Trent Williams is. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah, Trent Williams unreal. I obviously he's Best the best league. offensive lineman. But this the the way he played against Michael Parsons. It was unreal, unreal. I don't, and Micah is also one of the un, best in the league. So it was one of the best in the league. It was one of the best in the league, and one person came out on top. And that was Trent Williams. Shout out that guy, a former Washington Commanders man. God, I miss him. <laughs> but obviously, he was a huge part in the Niners, <laughs> in the Niners, in the Niners victory. Um, uh, DJ, let's let's talk about let's talk about that game. Obviously, a little uh, play call issue at the end. What, what do you think? The thoughts, the thinking was for the cowgirls. Ah, oh, boy! <laughs> First of all, fuck them boys. Second, um, <laughs> I, I, Dak is just mm, middle of the pack, Dak. Yeah, Dude, I, I really I like that. Like, I really do. I feel like uh, Lil Yachty oh, said boy. it best. Stay up off the streets if you can't take the heat. Every time, <laughs> every time, bro gets in a big game, he folds. Mm. And and that Bucks game was a, a trick to everybody because they're like, ah, oh, you beat Tom Brady. Ah, uh, they, they sucked. The Bucks they are not good. Sucks. The Bucks were not good. And everybody mess. thought, everybody thought Dak throwing five touchdowns. Like, no, wait till he plays a good team. And Listen. the same shit happens every single year. DJ, continue. I just want to say <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. No, I appreciate it. Everything you said was true. They're just ah, like there was a question that was like on Twitter, like NFL Twitter. It was like, can you win with him? And like the answer is no. But bro, at least give yourself a chance. Like, yeah, fast. look, like your you give me played well enough. Oh, here we go, Sam. If you give me Adam <laughs> a bottle of Hennessy. Oh, God damn. I would have drawn up the same exact play that they ran. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The play. The play. 
They need to fire Kellen Moore. That was really uh, nice. That I mean, shit looked uh, like something I would come out with blackout drunk the on that. There's so many things happening. First of all, Zeke got ran the fuck over. He did. Ran over. Maybe Bro, he's, he's like, a, Zeke's a big dude. He's a he's big He's not dude. a center. <laughs> and then Dak, Dak throws the ball, right? It's too it's high. high. Yeah. And the dude gets it's railed. Tipping. <laughs> I think all right. I want to. I'm not trying to defend Dallas here, but I'm gonna be a voice of reason. I'm gonna be a voice of reason. Go ahead, Jack. There's ahead. no good play call for that situation. Like you're on your own, like 20 yard line, and you have to score a touchdown in like four seconds. Was that the best way to do it? That's, Hell yeah. the fuck no. But like, like. I agree. I Only agree. Cowboys fans would have expectations to like score in that moment. And I want to say one more thing about the Cowboys fans and the fan base in general. How does Zeke get labeled like how does Zeke get like any credit at all? Like any other fan base, he's just bad. He's just a bad running back on a bad contract. But they always make he's a he's a short yarded specialist. No, he's he's a great pass protector. No, he's clearly not. not. That's, <laughs> he's a good short yardage back, sure, but anybody can get one yard. Like yeah, exactly. It's it's not it it's not something you pay like fifteen million for. And no. Tony Pollard is clearly better. That injury was sucky. Yeah, I I feel for them as as a like if I was a Cowboys fan, that sucks. But like that, they just I don't know. They just get so many excuses in the media because they're America's team and. All this stuff, and you need to get rid of that. They're, yeah, they're yeah. they were playing rugby Mike on McCarthy. The play, yeah, <laughs> yeah Jerry no and Mike McCarthy uh, can't win shit, and it makes me happy. It I, is. It's only I, It makes me really mad that Michael Parsons on, on that team. Yeah, Giants could have drafted him. It, Michael Parsons, and much as I hate Cowboys, like I said earlier, he's that guy. He's that no, guy, he's and and I and I'm willing. Like I hate I hate it every time I'm playing. We, when the Commanders played, I'm surprised and he ain't do more. You know what I mean? Micah Parsons is going to be a wrecking ball through the NFC to the NFL for years, and I hate that he's on the Cowboys. That's gonna kill me every time I watch him. Um, and honestly, I think CD Lamb. He's, He's good. good too, unfortunately. And he he could have had a big play. They could have had a touchdown, yep. but Dak threw another shitty ball that was like and outside and that, behind him. They probably would have had a better chance if they kept Amari Cooper because yep. yep. he only throws it to fucking CD. Like, literally, yeah. if you look at the play, the dude looks off. Like, Donald Schultz runs an out route. Bro looks off, and he's like, oh, he's coming to CD. It should have yep. been a pick by um the first dude, but it ended up in Frank Warner's hands. And Dak just had horrible decision-making all day, bad ball placement, everything. But the crazy thing is they were still in the game. Yep. They still could have won that game. They really yep. could have. They And and Skip said this. <laughs> y'all are gonna, they, this was a Cooper Rush winnable Skip. game. This was like if oh, Cooper boy. Rush could have played this game, maybe they could have won. And maybe I disagree with it a little bit, but it's that <laughs> type of it's that. But it's seriously though, it's that type of like they were in the game through the end, like all the way to the end. Yeah, I agree. And it was just bad decision making and bad quarterback play that just forced them out of it. It's not like San Francisco's offense was dominant. They scored eighteen points. 
Yeah. Brock Purdy didn't play great. They blitzed the hell out of him. He couldn't really do much. Um, <clears throat> and they didn't run the ball well all game until the end. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, if you're a Cowboys fan, it's just, I, I it's rough. And they get so many, it, it pisses me off. It's because I'm a Giants fan, but it pisses me off. Because it's like, they, just, they really should have won this game. They like, it's just the way they lose. That's what's the funniest part of it all. It's just yeah. the way they lose. It's like. Very good at last place. <laughs> They're like, it's so funny. But like, even the last play of the game, if you look at the playbook four, Dalton Schultz catches the ball. And he doesn't and drag his foot. He doesn't even drag his foot. And and that would have put him in a position to throw Hail Mary. That would have been like is... better play. It's been like a Hail Mary, but yeah, and that, that can that can work. We've seen I mean, I, as a Giants fan, I've seen it work with uh, against with Aaron Rodgers, so <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. Yeah, obviously, I think more moral of the story is fuck the cowgirls. Um, and, and San Fran is very, very good. And Brock Purdy, I want to quickly talk about Brock Purdy because I think it's an interesting storyline. Um, obviously, he's done a great job this year, and I, I think where I would like where I think about Brock Purdy is there's people who think he's absolutely just him. And then there's people who think he's really shitty. I would put him right in the middle. I put him right in the middle. I think he is. Yeah. He's done everything that. First of all, people don't fuck the seventh round thing. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. Like they have a really good roster. They have a really good team. They have really good play calling. All this stuff, but you still have to execute. You still have to be poised. You still have to create out a structure every once in a while, and he does that. He's not elite, but as a rookie, he's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And they win games with him. And can they beat the Eagles? Possibly. But, you know, a lot of stuff's going to have to click. But as as San Francisco kind of does have a decision with Trey Lance. And, That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask about Brock that. Purdy. Uh, I don't know what y'all's takes on it. I think you say my whole thing is if, if Brock Purdy can do it, Trey Lance can do it. I, I think you give – Trey Lance probably four games next season. If he plays like shit, you got Brock Purdy, who you know can run the offense well, and it, you know it still gives you a higher ceiling if you play Trey Lance. Um, I think, but I guess that also depends if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah that's true. I was gonna, I was gonna say the um, the thing I saw something on Twitter where this San Francisco was gonna think about letting Trey Lance go, and and I think that's a stupid idea because. So let's see. They got Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy. I think you let go. Let go, Jimmy. Jimmy's yeah. gone. He's I, I, gone. He's going to the Jets probably. You have two guys that do better and they're younger. He's exactly. Gone. Exactly. And like Jack said, we know Trey Lance is talented. We know Trey Lance can play. Is it as good as Brock Purdy? I don't know. But, Who knows? And people don't. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. It, it's. It's safe. It's the safest bet. It's the safest bet for San Francisco yeah. where it's like 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 Brock Purdy, we know and like you said, if he wins the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, we know this bro can win. He knows he can play in good games against good teams. Uh I think he's a safe bet to have as as QB two in case our draft pick, I, I think what, uh what round third, round one, third, third pick. pick. Yep. They traded up for him, by the way, too. So So I think they literally Honestly, yeah, sure. You can say they have nothing to lose, and they, you know, you have a, a starting quarterback who's arguably can be a, a very good quarterback and has a good future. And 
Jack, I knew He's, you were going to make a point. I, I think everybody's like Trey Lance played like shit. He played one game no. in Chicago yeah. in a fucking monsoon. It yeah. was like it was literally like flooding on the field. So let, let's let him get like four games in, four or five games, and then you can start making takes about him because everything that for uh, that's come out of the 49ers is this dude's smart. He works hard. He has a rocket for an arm, and he's he's athletic. Um, and you know, plays in the FCS, played ND, NDSU. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, I, I think he's really talented. You give him a few games, DJ. I don't know if you had something to say or Sam. One of y'all, I think if I give you two scenarios, if Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, sorry, wins the Super Bowl and then like he gets the job done, plays well throughout the next two games and wins the Super Bowl. You do a position battle in camp. I agree. And if he just wins, you start him because it's a winning recipe. And if it ain't broke, you don't really got to fix it. Mm-hmm. But if that happens, do we? Do you trade Trey Lance or do you just have the most elite backup sitting there? Yeah. I think, I think if you truly, if he truly wins a battle in camp, you try to get something out of Trey Lance. But my thoughts on it is it's probably not going to happen because the talented guy is probably going to win in camp. EJ has, <laughs> has his hand raised. <laughs> yes, um, no, I think I, I think you just – you give Brock Purdy this big-ass deal. Like, he's him. Like, him is the – like, him. <laughs> no. If they, if they lose against Philly, I think you do this. I think you, like, let them battle it out. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy, Jimmy has to Jimmy's play. gone. Yeah, he's going to the Jets. And they're both on their rookie contract, so like, it's it's yeah, kind of like you got a winning recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of house money. If he goes to the, they go to the Super Bowl and they win it. I think they should do a quarterback um I, deal, like quarterback duel. But if he goes to the Super Bowl, I don't think it'll. I almost feel like if he goes to the Super Bowl, they got the job done, so they may want to try to risk it and take the ceiling raiser. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like Trey Lance has the higher ceiling. No one's doubting that. It's more athleticism, stronger arm, all that stuff, and he's bigger. And so, like, you already won it. So it's like, let's at least give the guy a shot to to see what we have. You know, and and when you. It's hard to say, like, what if, if you put Brock Purdy, right? If you had him starting, he plays like shit. Then you're going to have your first rounder coming in as a backup. That's a that's a that's probably not a good thing for his confidence because you probably care a little more about, you know, the guy who you, you built around rather than the seventh rounder who didn't expect to be here and who can yep. clearly yep. become, be the third guy, be the second guy and come in and win. But, Sam, I know you had another scenario, so. You can quickly talk if about Brock that. Brock well. Purdy loses either the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, then I think you just give the nod to Trey Lance right away and just yeah. know that if he goes down, you have a more than capable backup. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, but if he wins the Super Bowl, you just fucking give him give him everything. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with that, but <laughs> give him everything, bro. Uh, of course, that was um, the NFL. We got a lot to talk about. Um, excited for what's to come. Um, let's let's switch leagues. Um, obviously, yeah, mental switch, right? Um, NFL is good. NBA is also uh, heating up real quick. It's 
uh, speaking of heating up, let's talk about probably one of the bigger stories uh, out there. Honestly, I thought honestly it was really funny. I was gonna be completely honest oh, with you. Oh, NBA is hilarious. There's I, so many like funniest league in the world. Very it, it's, funny. It is. If, if shit like happened, if shit like that happened in NFL, it would be hilarious. It's yeah. I wish best, it, league, best league. Best league. I I, I low key agree right now. The NBA I agree. Is so funny. The the Shannon Sharp episode. <laughs> Happen <laughs> the the uh, L.A. Lakers takes on the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, we we all know that the uh, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies uh, talk a lot talk a lot of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And um, they uh, obviously have been getting on nerves of NBA fans and NBA teams. But little we didn't know, Shannon Sharp was was sitting courtside and had a little few words to say to a, a couple a couple of players. At the, um, the biggest Bron Bron supporter out there. Oh my God! <laughs> he loves I, his Bron Bron. Hey, we should let DJ and uh, Sam talk about. I was this gonna one. say they're, I was the, gonna, they're the skipping Shannon. We're boxers. gonna let we're gonna let <laughs> Sam take. Over. Honestly, I think Sam's the second biggest LeBron fan in the world. Bron we're Bron, gonna, we're gonna give uh, Sam <laughs> Gory. Sam Gory. The, the, <laughs> Sam Gory, you have the floor. Please tell Here, us. Go ahead, Sam. I'll, I'll go after you. All right. So, for everybody listening, let me just set the scene for you here. Uh, LeBron has been near and dear to my heart for many years. <laughs> but I frail in comparison to how much that Shannon Sharp loves LeBron James. It, it's honestly, uh, it's something to really behold because, wow, <laughs> like, if I had to come into work every day, and argue with Skip Bayless about how I love LeBron so much, I probably want to kill myself because that's the most like pointless. Uh, you're never gonna get anywhere, but you you go in there with passion every day to every defend your point. Every time, every Bron time. Bron. Now let's to the situation. Every so time. Shannon, you know, like I said, he loves LeBron. Now that you're on, you're at a courtside Lakers game. Obviously, you know, LeBron's going to come dap you up. You're going to whisper your sweet nothings into his ear. And <laughs> the Grizzlies are probably the most, uh, they kind of remind me of the Hawks back in what, 2021? Don't talk about when that. they were really just hot and they were talking a lot. You know, they were confident. The Grizzlies are the new hot team. That think that it's there. I don't think they're up. They don't think they're up next. They think that they're up now. They think <laughs> they're gonna come and they're gonna win. So they're very confident. And Jaw oh, talks yeah. a lot. That whole team talks Dude, a lot. Dylan Brooks be talking the most shit to be the ugliest yeah. motherfucker on the yeah. court. John Moran's dad is a really animated guy, right? So when you get this whole storm coming together, like the uh, the respect that Shannon thinks LeBron deserves and uh, these uh, new young bloods coming in, kind of talking shit. And then somebody's dad comes and says something about, you know, your boyfriend that you get a little fired up about. So you're going to say something. <laughs> and, you know, John ja, ja Morant's dad don't give a shit. Like, he does not care what Shannon has to say. He doesn't give a fuck about LeBron. The Lakers aren't having the best season despite LeBron's efforts. So obviously there's going to be some bad blood there. And, you know, Shannon doesn't back down. We've seen it uh, on national TV every day of the week. So I think it was just the perfect storm for a great amount of shit talking that we'll remember for a long time. And, and uh, he had DJ. Steven Adams. He had Steven Adams walk up on his ass. Listen, Steven, hey, I, he's, I don't know. I think Shannon would have folded him. I'm not going to lie. 
New Zealand's a, a small country, but the motherfuckers that live there are you You're don't want to mess rugby, with them. They're big as shit. No, no, rugby. Steven Adams is just a big guy. Listen. Yeah, but I, I have Shannon in that fight. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, man. <laughs> Two things. One on Shannon and just one on the Grizzlies. Shannon, I don't care how much they offended your boyfriend, even though he ended up winning the game later. Bro, at some like listen, you're a fan. All right, yeah. you're a fan. I get it. Like you're very well known, Hall of Fame tight end. Everyone respect. Like, everyone knows you. Everyone respects you somewhat. Like at the end of the day, you're a fan. So That's when up. you're barking, like back and forth with Dylan Brooks, who Shannon would have fucked him up. Let's just all be honest. He would have fucked him up. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're a fan. Don't cross that line. It wasn't the right time to cross that line. Even though Grizzlies do talk a lot of shit, was never. But could never you argue that. it the other way? Could you argue it? Why is Dylan Brooks letting a fan get in his head? No, that's a good point. I think that you is, can. I think I think you can. You can. That's fair. It isn't your regular fan, though. This is somebody that's. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It's not your regular fan. This is like, dude, known media wise, like everyone knows he's a LeBron. Like that's my nigga. Like. But y'all know what it y'all know how it started? He said Bron you can't guard Braun. You're too small. Yeah. And and right. that's what got that's what got Dylan Brooks started, bro. I, like, I agree. I, easy. I agree it's soft. I agree it's a little soft it is, for Dylan. it is like yeah. And he called soft. him a regular pedestrian after. Like that is a Hall of Famer, bro. Who yeah. are you? Yeah, who, like, what are you talking? Who are Dylan Brooks? I think. I think, I think that's they're a little. Him. They're a little too entitled. I think the Grizzlies are a little too entitled. I think yeah. I. I like John Morant. I'm a fan of I his. Too. I think that they're a very good team, and they got a bright future. But they kind of got to lock in a little bit more. Yeah, like, they're talking a lot of shit. That means teams are going to. You're come talking even a little harder. too much. That was that was my second point. It was just going to be like, like Grizzlies a good team. Good coach, got a good sporting cast, blah blah blah. But like all that media, social media stuff, like, like I think they're a social media team. Yeah, they they give you the highlight reels. Like, of course, Jaws gonna give you highlight reels. Like, his athleticism is through the roof, through the roof. But I just like the fact that y'all were talking that much smack to a fan, and y'all still ended up losing the game. A game they should have lost, by the way. No, like. Like is is y'all? There's a level of maturity you, yeah, they have to give to. They're gonna ever be a real serious contender. They have the record. Yeah, but I, I think. Oh dear, go ahead, go ahead. I think, like you guys said, like yeah, it's soft. Like so, me and DJ, we we played uh, basketball, and obviously NBA to AU is a lot different. But like, you still have that, you know, that mom on the other team, you know, talking to talk or whatever when you dreaming the ball of the court or whatever. Shout out, DJ, shout out DJ's mom, I love you, but she was on our, our side, so that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't. Yeah, but see, DJ's when when they're with you, it gives you so much confidence. But then when you have that that one casual mom or dad against you, I I can see where it's like, okay. Maybe it can get a little hand and a hand. Now I'm thinking, all right, if I'm Bro- Dylan Brooks, right? Now you know uh, Hall of Famer tight end Shannon Sharp is sitting courtside talking shit to you, and he says something. In my head, if it's a regular fan, 
fuck well, they got they got against me i'm a millionaire but now this now this shannon sharp guy who's better than me is talking shit to me i don't have a comeback automatically i'm like well fuck you right so i exactly. think that's where so when, he, that's so when he called him a pedestrian it's exactly. like bro, if he was a pedestrian you wouldn't say anything exactly that's what i'm th- that's what i'm saying so it's like but <laughs> he, he responded 100 wrong uh wrong and i think uh at the end of the day um I mean, Shannon Sharp apologized. I, I think it was a lot. <laughs> we got a lot better than. I don't think you need to apologize. I, I don't. I, I, I think, think me and Sam are on the same page with that one. I don't, I don't think, think you had I, to I apologize. Like, listen, y'all know me. I love to talk shit, but in in terms of the Grizzlies, I there's something to say about like talking shit and then setting yourself up for failure. When Ja got interviewed and they were like, "What's the the toughest team?" and you know. He, I think he said the Nets so, or something, and he was like, "You." And they were like, "No one in the West." He's like, "Yeah, I ain't nah, worried about the West." Like, you're setting yourself yep. up for failure. Yeah, that's 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 it's awesome. not. It's not a bad thing to talk shit. It's not a bad thing to be confident, but you're gonna get even better out of teams. And when you want to win a championship, you want to win in the playoffs. You don't want the best, the hungriest team to play you. Mm-hmm. You want to win championships. Now, exactly. if they win a championship, hey. Praises to them. Yes. They, they were on another level than me. Hey, that, uh, you know, y'all was thinking way was ahead. Thinking, we like, <laughs> way ahead, all that stuff. But as far as it, it's a, it's going to be a road. It's going to be a tough road. And even if they have to face, let's say, the, the seven or eight seed Warriors first round, I don't know if they get through that series. That's a later discussion, but that's all I'm saying. Like, they're going to have, it's going to be a road. Year. I, yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're good, but they're good. But I'm they're saying, they're going to get the best out of these teams. Is all I'm saying. They're going to well, get the they, best. Yeah, out they of they play the Warriors and that and and playing the Warriors at their best and with all the shit talking and you know how Clay and Steph and Draymond respond to that stuff. It it it's, can. Like I'm said, just saying they're, they're setting, setting themselves up. up. Yeah. Oh no, for hundred percent. It's um, like it's it's funny because it's like it's also like social where it's like, bro, if you know when you say this. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And was be like, oh, like clip it, clip it, clip it. Like <laughs> wait, how about just dunk on someone, Ja? Then we can exactly. you know, like, he does you, that you all do time. it all the time. Like <laughs> let that do the talking, you know. But yeah. exactly. we can, we can like, move on like, to the oh, I don't see anybody in the West. It's like, come on, yeah. dude. I, I think I do Let's... think the best talking is showing him on showing him up of on the court. Of um Obviously, great. That's a that's a topic where we could just go on and on and on. <laughs> it's funny. You, you yeah, show them up on the court and then talk shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but let's talk about obviously the trade deadline. Obviously, already uh, uh, a trade went down and Rui Hachimura to the Lakers, um, and Kendrick Nunn going to the Wizards. Um, I think the Wizards also picked up a couple a couple picks. Um, I think we all have. Uh, picks that we would we would like to see or, or we think should happen. I'll I'll start first. I'll do a one quick one. And obviously, I, you know, as a unfortunate Wizards fan, uh, I have one. Uh, I'd I'd like to see obviously. Um, uh, I love Bradley Beal. All right, let's just get this straight. I will agree with Jack. That contract Overpaid. was was stupid. It was a really stupid, really bad contract. Really bad contract. I will agree with you. Does that mean I don't love Bradley Beal? No, <laughs> I love Bradley. I think he's perfect. It's not his fault. It's not. It's not. It's a no, GM's. If you, and, get, if you got a chance at the bag, take the bag. It's yeah, a hundred percent. He probably he probably <laughs> walked in there like y'all think I'm worth this much? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> y'all pay me, y'all pay me the like, super max? 
This you, you said right. the, 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 the right. super like, right, exactly. Man. I can't play the player. It's like go know. with and it's it's go Preds. Go Preds. <laughs> now that whoa whoa, that's another t- that's another time. Damn it. Um, but I I love uh how Kristoff is playing this year. He's playing. He's a dog. Um, Kyle Kuzma is also playing. Very well, and that honestly surprised me. When he when we came, I was like, "Ah, oh, Kyle Kuzma, who's like this kid." can get buckets. Man. He he can get himself a bucket, and obviously, like we like we. I think me and Jack were talking before. Like we always focus on this big three: Beal, Kuzma, Pistons. But we don't have what I see is Monte Morris is a one guard, our one guard, and he is not it. We can't we can't win with him. And, and I, I think Monte is a good player. We need a ball hander. We need somebody who's been in the playoffs, who has been an all star, who can lead a team, um, and who is whose team's open to trade him. And obviously, I love uh, short point guards. Short point guards. Um, we're gonna go Fred Van Vliet. I think he's a a, a great uh, guard. Honestly, he I mean he's been to the playoffs. He he's averaging eighteen points a game. He can get to the bucket. He can. I think he can work with the Wizards. So I think Wizards trade uh, Monte and uh, Barton for Fred VanVleet. Um, maybe you can throw a couple picks in there. I mean, uh, I, throw a, you probably have to throw like a first or second first round, or second round but pick, like a protected but, one. Yeah, something something like that. Um, but that that would be my first, uh, obviously first it's pick. It's not ever. it's not a horrible move, but I think the thing with Washington is you got a lot of bucket getters. Yeah, y'all need um, a playmaker. You need a playmaker and you need defense. Like Porzingis can get buckets. He doesn't play great defense. He's not a great rim protector. Uh Kuzma, the same thing. I just Kuzma the same thing. And and um who who else am I missing? I think oh Bradley Beal. Yeah, he can't play defense for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all should try to get somebody maybe like Ricky Rubio. I I want. <laughs> that's I, not a bad. That's not a bad option. He's a good playmaker. I think what I was thinking was more just, um, maybe I agree with the defensive side. Um, I think Daniel Gafford's a great defensive player. I think he comes off the bench and plays really good minutes. I think Fred Van Vliet is just honestly another leader, another mm-hmm. experienced guy. Obviously, I just think it's a. I think for me at least, it's a safe pick. Obviously. If I could get DeMar DeRozan, shit, I'd get DeMar DeRozan, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just the players we have. Um, uh, and it's who, not who, bad. Who, yeah. It's not bad. So I know, Jack, you have a couple. Um, I have a couple. I have, I have three total, but I'll, I'll get my Knicks ones out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have one really quick one for the Knicks, and I think it's pretty realistic. The Knicks want two second rounders for Cam Reddish. I think we can get two second rounders for Cam Reddish from the Bucks. I think the Bucks can use a versatile wing. You know, they already have like Bobby Portis, but Bobby's not getting buckets like Cam Reddish is. And Cam Reddish is an under Cam Reddish is an underrated defender too. So Bro, they I got think, Thanasis. Bro, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanasis <laughs> is only there to talk shit to people who talk shit to his brother. He's like he's, he's a Shannon, he's a Shannon for young. He's like a Shannon, like a Shannon blood related. Um <laughs> Bro, they have yeah. Sandro Mamuesco. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, anyway I think up, he could he could be really helpful for them in their their playoff run. And you know, they let, let's think about it. Let's think who they got gonna have to match up with. They're gonna have to match up with the the Nets, and you know, obviously, KD and Giannis will be a great matchup. But they're gonna need you know more versatile wings that can switch and you know guard people and guards like Kyrie and uh, you know. So uh, I think they can. 
really help, and we'll take two second rounders and wait for a star like we always do, and not get Donovan Mitchell. Anyway, and my second one, my second one, y'all gonna it's gonna come first by by surprise to y'all. We're gonna trade D Rose and Obi Toppin. Oh no, for Buddy Healed. If you watch a lot, first of all. I'm I, know, the I was gonna say that Obi hurts Toppin you. Fan of all time, but Obi Toppin's like ceiling is lowered being behind RJ and and Randall and playing with a for a guy named Tom Thibodeau who you know has a really short rotation and will play their stars till the freaking like forty minutes a game like every game, and we need we need bench scoring we really need bench scoring all we really have right now is quickly. And and Toppin has kind of been, eh, like so far this year. He shot the ball better, but um, he could he could really really be good with the Pacers. And you know, one of my favorite point guards in the league, Tyrese Halliburton. I think, you know, Tyrese Halliburton's playmaking can really help Obi Toppin and and you know kind of reach a ceiling. And the Pacers have zero forwards. Yeah. Uh, like they have no forward depth at all. So I think he could be an instant help, and they could you know. He would get more minutes there, so it wouldn't be too, you know, I would be happy. And then as far as guard depth and and having veterans, I think you watch J.J. Reddick's podcast. He talks about how important veterans are to locker rooms, and D. Rose is one of the best vets in the league, and he can still get buckets, and he can still play make, and he's still got it. He doesn't get minutes for us. So I I think that's a – he does not play. He does not play. So I think that's a, a very good and realistic trade for us. And Buddy Heald could really help us having a shooter like that. Um, so yeah. Um, Sam, do you, do you have a, a trade that you you was thinking? Um, not a particular trade, but I think there's a couple directions some teams need to go in. Um, obviously the Lakers, your window is closing quick because your Very window quick. is one player, and his name is LeBron James. And and Anthony day to day street yeah. clothes Davis. <laughs> I think they desperately. I like the Rui move. I think I would I would have done the same him, thing yeah. if that was on the table. But they desperately need to surround themselves with some shooters, not just one, but a couple. Rui's a good catch and shoot guy for sure. I think forty two percent, forty one percent from three off catch yeah. and shoot. He's a sniper. Yep, so that's good on defense too, because uh Anthony day-to-day street close Davis is <laughs> really available. But if you're a team like the Bulls or the Raptors or uh I don't know. Are you are you Trailblazers? Are y'all sellers? I think, hmm? Are you thinking there's are you thinking the Bulls, Raptors, Blazers? Are you are you sellers if yeah. you're a GM? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you blow it up. Yeah, I agree. I Levine ain't gonna do nothing for you. Let's just be real. He's pretty good, but he's He'd be not good on the, the Knicks though. Oh my goodness. And DeRozan <laughs> is a great player, but yeah. I think you should sell him while he's high, you know. Cause mm-hmm. they're not gonna get nothing done for you. So you gotta kinda blow up that roster. I have a I have so. a trade actually involving the Bulls. Me too. Me too. So we can get All to right. that after DJ. Get into that then. DJ. Oh, you wanna do you wanna get into the Bulls trade now real quick? So we yeah, can go ahead. All right. So Griff, do you want to take it first or do you want me to take yeah, it? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll go first. I actually was a little nervous about this trade, honestly, because um I didn't I so I like you all know I'm a Maryland fan. Kevin Hurst, my guy, Sacramento is 
uh, a very fun team to watch. So I have Zach Levine actually getting traded to Sacramento. Now, the reason why I have this, I think, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, so I have, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I forgot about that part. That's pretty important. Um, Harrison Barnes. I think they got, uh, let's see, Harrison Barnes. They have Holmes and uh, Mitchell and a couple picks. Davion. Davion. Yeah, Davion Mitchell. Yeah, Davion Mitchell. And a couple picks. Honestly, and here's my thing. Not bad. Here's the thing. I was thinking, Zach is not happy at Chicago. He's made it clear, and I think, like, and honestly, like Sam said, thank you for saying that. He's not going to get stuff done for with with just Zach. And I think um, those He's three not that caliber. Of no, 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 no. But then now you got look at Sacramento. Uh, third, I think they're third in the West. They they have are they that are. high in the West? Yeah, they're third. Wow, yeah. that's you, that's how that's how Good close the West is. Yeah, everybody's like a couple wins away from yeah. That's that's cool. They have Darren Fox, which is one of my favorite point guards. Obviously, he's not uh, top five, but I think he's one of my favorite point guards. He's damn near top five. He's close as hell. Shit, he's in my top five, but like you know, universal. He's one of my favorite point guards to watch. Um, uh, (laughs) he's one of my favorite point guards to watch. And then you have Kevin Herter, my guy, absolute sniper. Um, Sabonis. So I got to say much about him. like, And then you put Zach Levine in that mix. I think they'll have they, some white boys for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do. Well, 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 too, because they'll have another all-star. That, and I, I think mean, it'd be yeah. really cool to see Sacramento. Fox that, 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 fun, that fun to watch. That's really good for, for the Sacramento team. And yeah, that that's my, that was my bulls trade. Uh, so that's, a good that's trade, actually bro. good that I didn't, I'm glad, like, I have DeRozan in my trade. So, if we know, if you know me, I love the Warriors, too. I'm oh, boy. A guy through and through. <laughs> and if you if you watch the Warriors, what do they need, just like the Knicks? They need some help on their bench. They have one of the best starting fives in the league, um, and, and that's just proven by statistics and whatever. Uh, but they have, like, one of the worst benches in the league. And DeRozan... Maybe he starts, maybe not, but he could really be a spark plug off the bench and can get you like 20 points as a six-man. And I yep. think a trade like Andre Drummond and DeRozan for Draymond Green, it gets you off of Draymond's contract, which they're either going to have to decide to sign or to extend next year, um, and he's probably going to ask for damn near the max. Yeah, and it also it, it helps you with your rebuild because young guys. I mean, like having a really smart vet that can teach defense um, for the Bulls, and if you're trading away a lot of people, it, like Draymond could help Patrick Williams a bunch. Like he could he could really help them, and if not, they could trade him again and and go from there. And maybe the Warriors had to throw in like a protected pick or something. I don't really know exactly how it'd work out, but the money would work out, and I think it would. Benefit both teams because, again, Draymond's on, I think, the last year of his contract. So then there's there's a lot of money that's freed up because you're tying it, you know, you're, you're whatever. He, I think he gets paid like $27 million. So you're going to have $27 million freed up, you know, the next year if you keep him. And he can be a good vet. and Or you could trade him again. And for the Warriors, they need scoring. They need scoring really bad. And I think DeRozan could possibly help that. I don't 
I mean, I doubt that's going to happen, but that was my wild card trade. Just throw one out there. I like that. DJ, I think DJ, since you disappeared, you have, what, one or one or two picks, DJ, or trades that you would like to say? Um. Mm. If you uh, want, I can go. No, I got it. Um. So the Blazers. Bye-bye, Dame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was coming. It's, it's not that those are not one of my trades because I don't think it's really uh, realistic <laughs> right now. It should be. It should be. It's just I don't think anybody wants to pay oh, out that. Bye bye, OG. But if you know somehow, some way he stays. Um there's two things I want. One, I want to get rid of Nurkic. Fuck Nurkic. I hate him. Yeah, Nurkic is some ass. He is ass. I hate him. And so I was thinking for um, just a trade because I want a better big. I was gonna go big for big, even though I probably would. I would trade Nurkic and probably give up a pick for uh, Christian Wood from Dallas. Okay. The bigger dude. Is Dallas willing to. I don't think I don't know they will. I don't think Dallas willing to do it. You might. You might need to give him more than just Nurkic. They might have to give him more, but I just think. I don't think they'll give him more. Yeah, I don't think they would either, but I think I'd like that just because I think he's another offensive weapon. He's longer, more athletic. Just somebody can probably protect a bit, run I, a little I, bit. I have a, I have a question. A lot of picks. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask how important is, I mean, honestly, how important is Josh Hart to the to the Blazers in in your opinion? So that was my second. That was my second. Uh, trade. He needs, yeah, he needs to go. You know, Josh Hart has been good. For us, like he doesn't like score, but he does like the intangibles, like rebound, play defense, stuff like that. I think he's kind of undersized for his uh, position. So I was thinking of a Josh Hart, probably Nasir Little, in a pick for mm-hmm. OG. In oh, the OG. you you low key yep. could throw Nurkic in there too if you need to. I like could. y'all need OG, bro. I could put in there. I just don't know, like. I would probably think of some other player that they would give up on the um OG can run the three, right? Yeah, yeah. he could. Yeah. Yeah, letting him know. Yeah, because y'all could, need because Anthony yeah. Simons and Dame cannot play defense for shit. And they, they could score like crazy, but just, they y'all need some fucking defense, dude. So I'd yeah, I'd go for that and then I'd go for and I'd go for OG. Because I just yeah. Yeah. He's just a bigger I, I, body. Y'all need OG, better defense. I like that. But those two trades, I would, I would like to see those happen. I don't think the OG one's probably a little bit more likely than the uh, Nurkic or Christian Wood one. But at yeah, that, you'd have to, you'd have to give something else. I'd up. give up. Yeah, we got to give up a little bit more because like Christian Wood's like the second option on that team. Dude. Yeah, yes. it's Luca and fucking, and the rest are yeah. nobodies in flight towards. Like, and the rest are nobodies. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of the Mavericks, though, I think that. I don't know if they will, but they 100% should be a team looking to make a big move at the deadline. 100% agree. Yeah, I agree. I Y'all agree. Got, is Davis Breton still on that crazy contract? Let me look. He's he's um. Oh yeah, he's still on that. Yeah, yeah. you got to get him off that contract. You got to get rid of Breton's because you got enough shooting for sure. I think you try to package maybe Josh Green, Breton's, and somebody like. Finney Smith or Reggie Bullock and try to and picks and try to get a team looking to blow something up like a DeMar DeRozan or a Damian yeah. Lillard type player. 
because right now they're five in the West. I think they're good enough to make the second round, but no further because we've seen kind of Luca is him in uh, the entire so team. Good. But then in this day and age, one player isn't good enough to win you a playoff series, no matter how good they are. So I think they should look to add somebody. I, I was going to ask, um, I when I was looking at trades, Tim Hardaway Jr. was was on a list that a lot of people are thinking about trading. And I, and like we said, that the Bulls are one of those teams, maybe even the Raptors are one of those teams to blow blow up um, this this deadline. Do you would you see a player like Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, OG, um, go go to the Mavs, maybe help Luca? I was thinking. Like if Luca just needs maybe one, because he's that good, one guy like Demar Derozan and Luca, their team is good. Losing Brunson hurt. The but. one thing, the one thing about playing with Luca is he's so fucking ball dominant that you have to have a guy that's willing to play off ball a bunch. So like we we already saw with Brunson, right? Like Brunson could could fill that role, but what was he with an expanded role? He's a really damn good point guard. It's hard to like plug in someone like Zach Levine could work because he could shoot, but it, it's hard to plug someone into a guy that dribbles the ball the most in the league. Yeah, you I know agree. What I'm saying? It's I just do. it's just a weird situation. Yeah, they Maybe want they a to, yeah. If they want a chance, they gotta pair him up with a big. Just, a, I agree. just, just I, they have to yeah, pair him up with a big. A really good who, what big league. is gonna be able to get traded for it? Dude, Listen, man. What if if the Lakers were willing to blow shit up, bro, AD and Luka that would be a good be trade so for them. Crazy. That together. just will never happen. But, 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 but it may a, happen though. But that Eventually. would be a good trade for him. That would be a good trade for him. But then again, you also have to consider the fact that like how often is that man healthy? Yeah. Um, I know this will never happen unless free agency kind of has some crazy shit. But you know, I've said this multiple times. Um, you know, him and the Joker, that would be. Insane. I mean, that would never happen. But that would never that happen. Would be insane. That would that would I think, be completely insane. I think, I think they have the most realistic both, option. Eighty's probably the most realistic option. Happen in a couple years. In a couple years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like they'd have to wait this out. year. I but think, I'm saying like it could happen one day. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think the T Wolves are gonna do. Pat, Pat could go. Cat or Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I never. I, I actually I would, did see. Yeah. I actually did see. This is what I was gonna ask. Final question was like. Like me and Jack talked about it on our New York trip. Luka is... Garza. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, D'Lo. could do it. The Do you think the Timberwolves are a team that could blow up and and trade D'Lo? That's what I'm thinking. And, and yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, I'm a more college fan. Seeing at Ohio State in early years, he was cold. I think he's yeah, starting yeah, he cold from the field. Um, he <laughs> he's a streaky shooter. He that's for sure, but he, he could was be a good second option. I think. Though, I think. I yeah, do. but that him as second option isn't going to win him a playoff but series. But it's Luca, though. It's different. Luca like, was averaging fifty a week. Luca is like. <laughs> We are no matter who Luca plays with, he's gonna take the majority of the shots. He's gonna have the ball the majority of the time. He's gonna play, make whatever, all that stuff. You just need a guy that can come in and shoot the ball and can get a bucket when Luca's tired. <laughs> yeah, like really, and and can be a change of pace guard. And yeah, he could. I, I think that I think D'Lo could really do that. He's faster. He's quick. He could really be a good change of pace dude with with Luca. No, he's um, a, he's a a very good point guard. He and, is. I did. Yeah. 
there's probably a better place for him than Dallas. Yeah, better fit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but and it's honestly, hard play. it's hard for Dallas. Thinking, hmm. I think you I got, go for a big or the best available player. I agree. Person. That's fair. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I think for a better, a big, a formidable big. Before we're done, I have one team I want to talk about and just get everybody's opinions on. I don't really even need to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. What? What? How? How do you build the Atlanta Hawks? Like, what? What do they need to do? What do they need to improve on? I Stuff think, like that. Go ahead. I think that they're in a tough spot because the Bucks, the Celtics, um, the Cavs, the Nets, like they're all better than them. And the Nets, they might, they could, I could see them kind of breaking up in the next three years. But those other teams, even the Sixers too, like the Celtics aren't going anywhere for five plus years. The Bucks aren't going anywhere for five plus years. The Cavs don't look like they're going anywhere for five plus years. So the East is kind of set, kind of like the, how the AFC is in the NFL, you know, yeah. where they have those top teams that every other team's like, damn, we're kind of fucked because these teams are here. So I think what they got to do, they just got to become as good as possible as soon as possible, whether that's making a blockbuster move or... DeJounte Murray was supposed to be kind of their, like... Yeah, yeah, like, but they got to do, like, two or three more moves like that, really try to just build up their roster as strong as it could possibly be because there's no really point in blowing anything up, like, they're not going to get any benefit out of that. I agree. But also, if they're just kind of chilling right now with their current slot and just trying to develop the guys they have, even if they get the fullest out of Trae Young, DeJounte Murray, and John Collins, that three still isn't going to beat the Bucks or the Celtics. No. no. So have y'all? Do y'all watch like a decent amount of Hawks games? I I I watch Trae Young. <laughs> I, I, I saw him. I saw him in person. I, he did. Tell me if you agree with this. Tell me if you agree with this. They have one of the most like stagnant, le- least creative offense I've ever seen. Like when Trey Young doesn't have the ball, is he not just standing in the corner every fucking play? Like he does nothing off ball, nothing. I feel like with that roster, you have to get really creative with coaching and get like and do something with Trey Young off the ball. I think that's where it comes down to. Like with your star player just standing in the corner and you have a guy that could shoot like that, take something from the Warriors book. That's what I was going like, to say. I like think get the put, guy moving around. Yeah. Like make it hard for them to be guarded. And then you have a guy like DeJounte Murray that can get a bucket at will. Like I think, yeah. think that the, like you, that's what I was going to say was Trey Young can have that Stephen Curry type movement. And even Murray can have that kind of Jordan Poole movement as well like when 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 trey young is moving and this is like the when the next series right when trey young doesn't have the ball and he moves or gets open he's that team is crazy you got john collins who's a high flyer you he's and who can also he I, I, I that's the that's the problem with the atlanta where it's like i think that's another team that can blow up um like clint i think uh the um i think the capella kid um capella uh, Collins, wait, wait, no, 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 no. it's who's the who's 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 the um who's the um it's the Virginia dude, DeAndre. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, Hunter. I think those three, those three are um Trey I mean, Young. I mean, there's been some I, beef with Trey Young too. Yeah, but he's like that. He's like that star guy. Hey, listen, I'm on Nick's Twitter too much. <laughs> like, 
There's some beef with some Trey Young beef. Hey, wait for Trey Young to leave. Give everything for that man, and then get him to the Knicks. That would be mm-hmm. funny. That would That'd be, be so funny. I don't think. I don't. I don't, I don't think it. it'll happen, but I think it would be funny. No, yeah, the Hawks are gonna give him as much money as they can. That's what that I think. I think he. Do is Trey Young a top guard in the NBA? I know Jack doesn't like him that much, but he I, no, I, I don't. I don't. It's like I just said, he had a, he's having a shitty season. He's shooting like 30, in the like, upper half percent from three, like like you know, yeah, and especially a guy who bases his game off of the how he shoots. I think what made him so dangerous, especially in the Knicks series, is how much he could do just but not on only the offense. The series. They went yeah, to the fucking G- Eastern Conference Finals, right? I'm not tripping, right? Yeah, they did. They beat yeah, Philly. Yeah. Uh, like they beat Philly. They were playing like that, why did they not make a big move then? Like exactly, like, exactly. They just it's, thought they could run it back with the same roster, but uh, honestly, he's only he's yeah. Only they do need to switch it up. They do need to switch it up. Though. They he's actually young. 24. Yeah, he's still young. they. They actually have a deeper roster than I thought. Like they have dudes that come up. Well, they shouldn't have fucking they shouldn't, traded Kevin Herter. That's bro. exactly what I was. They the Kevin Herter is turning up Kevin right Herter now. They should, if stupid. they did, they should have traded him for something a lot better. Who did they get out of it? Nobody. Absolutely. You don't really know who exactly. they got out of exactly. it. Exactly. That's who they got. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I don't know. The Hawks. They're a weird team because they have talent. It's just like playing together. That's enough, all it is. Not yeah, they're not. They're not. But they, not, but they, but they could have a higher ceiling. Yeah. We all agree with yep. that. I they agree. could be better. They could be a lot better right now. They, yeah, they're just gonna have to play better or make a trade. They just gotta figure it out. And they gotta figure out what's wrong and fix it. Coaching or whatever systematically that is. And once they do that, once they can get their full potential out of the roster they have currently, they gotta try to build off and get better players. Yeah. And then try to become one of those like elite teams in the East because they're not they're not close to that right the now. East is so tough, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that if, was a that was a good first podcast, though. Yeah, I was gonna say if anybody has anything else to say, like, honestly, I thought that was a, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I think just talking some, ball with the boys. Yes, sir, baby. Yes, sir. We're locked He's in. We are locked in. Any predictions? <laughs> Prediction for this. All right, yeah, quick. Because I, I have an intramural game I got to go to, boys. Lakers are going to win the champion, though. <laughs> All right, everybody, <laughs> just say what your, your finals predictions are. I think it is going to be the Nuggets versus the Celtics. Damn. Fuck, that was mine. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. It could be the Nets. Kinda, I, I don't know. Nets. I, I feel think like most people Nets. would say that. I would say that, too. I think, yeah. I, I, I really I, also want to throw. I want to throw Memphis in there, bro. Memphis is because like that. that'd be funny. But no, I think it's, it's, good. it's good. They're very good. I don't. Yeah, man, that's Nuggets that's gonna be a fun time. series. Hopefully Sacramento, Sacramento and Nets. Calling it right now. That would be Kevin Herter winning. How about that? That's the final. I'll, you, I'll add another hundred to that shit. I'll add another hundred. I bet, bet. I'm gonna be the big shit to that. DJ's <laughs> not paying that. 100, baby. I don't care. Baby. I know it's, it's not gonna happen. So it's like, not gonna happen. So we're good. Go Kings, baby. Hey, but Go don't, Kings. But don't. Uh, but uh, last thing I'm gonna say is don't count out the Warriors. I never do. I can't. <sighs> you, you can't. It'll be uh, interesting to see what they do. Well, they can get some unlikely. <laughs> But they you can, can get it. systematically counted out if they don't make the plan. So you better right. hope they fucking do. That's they true. But... are going to make the plans. Let's call <laughs> yeah, them. No, nah, the West is too close. It's too close. They're gonna make the plans. They're gonna be in the plan. Probably it's also it's probably bye bye Draymond after this year. So oh, hopefully, yeah, they, hopefully they oh. trade. Him. <laughs> oh no! 
Get get DeRose in there. Get my trade uh, going. If NFL I, if I'm, you know, predictions? They're, Super Bowl? It's their time to be bad. They've Everybody predict Super Bowl? Super Bowl, uh, Cincinnati, I'm, and Eagles. Since the beginning of the year, I've had Chiefs Niners, and I'm going to stick with it even though I'm probably going to be wrong. So I'm I, accepting I'm completely Eagles, opposite. Eagles is probably what's going to happen, but I'm going to stick with my Chiefs Niners take. Because I've had it literally since the beginning of the year. Does that mean I'm cheering for the Eagles? No, I'm not. But fuck no. I am. Uh, you pussy. You're a pussy. Wow. I like Jalen Hurts, bro. I, like I fuck. Hurts, I mean, I do too. But fuck the Eagles. I'm, like, on, I'm going Eagles. Chiefs. Uh, I'm going Eagles. Chiefs. I think the 49ers versus the Cincinnati Bengals will be the Super Bowl. But and I think yeah. the Bengals will win. I do. Um, I think experience. That's what it Brock comes Purdy. down to. They both have experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't think yeah. they're gonna win. I don't I think, think they're the gonna Bengals win. Niners always come up short in the Super Bowl anyway. So. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, mid, I don't think mid quarterback. So anyway. I don't think but, they win in Philly. No. Probably. Nah, that's ridiculous. But boys, it was it was a great podcast. Griff, go drop like eighty. I got you. I got you. I'll hold that like white symbol up, even if I drop like twelve. I'll oh, do it. Please do it. That'd be yeah, uh, beat beat team four two eight. Nah, four, 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 four one four four. Come on, bro. Don't play with that one dude, bro. That one dude. Yeah, he's pretty good. Maybe he should. Maybe they should trade for him. The Hawks <laughs> yeah, Hawks need he him. Could do, he could do more than Trey Young's doing this year. I swear. All right, uh, all right, gang. I'll catch y'all later, bro. Yeah. All right, man.